Mike and I are both veterans, both served in the Navy. We bought our first home together. His family had used another insurance product, but I was like, well, I've had USAA for a while. Why don't we call and check the rates? It was an instant savings, and I should have changed a long time ago. Never paid for their participation. Black thing go from left to right, and I thought, I'm going to die out here. No one's ever going to know. I couldn't believe what my eyeballs were showing me. I'll never forget how evil the eyes were. It was horrible. I mean, I've never seen nothing that evil. It ran towards me at a, at a rate that I, I, I can't even explain. Turned and stared at me. And this look of, I just want to kill you. I want to say it was human, but it wasn't. He was, he, was, he was yelling at me to grab a gun, grab a gun. I was like, for what? He said, just grab a gun. And there's footprints all the way to the door of my house. It had went inside my garage all the way to the door. 911, what are you reporting? Jesus Christ, you better... Sir? Yeah. Hello? Get somebody out here. What's going on now, sir? That son of a bitch is about six foot nine, I don't know. Do you see him now, sir? Yes, I'm looking right at him. Uh-oh. You're listening to Sasquatch Chronicles. Check us out online at sasquatchchronicles.com. If you've had an encounter, email me. My email address is wes at sasquatchchronicles.com. Welcome to the show, everyone. Thanks for being here tonight. Got a great show planned for you tonight. Going to be talking to uh, Dallas. And Dallas is a Native American that lives down in the South. And he's going to be sharing two of his encounters tonight, along with information from Native Americans regarding Sasquatch. Should be a very fascinating show. If you've had an encounter and you'd like to be on the show, shoot me an email. My email address is wes at sasquatchchronicles.com. And if you get a chance, check out the website, sasquatchchronicles.com. Become a member, help support the show, and get additional shows. I'll be back on Sunday for the members. Uh, I have a great encounter uh, from a gentleman that's been running into a family group of these things in Arizona. Very, very fascinating account. I hope you can join me on Sunday. Uh, Let's jump into it tonight. I want to welcome Dallas to the show. Dallas, thanks for coming on. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it, Wes. Yeah, no, I appreciate you being here. Uh, if you would, I know you had an encounter when you were a child. Uh, if you would, Dallas, could you kind of start from the beginning and, and tell us about the encounter you had when you were a kid? Well, um, my people um, were crisscrossing Texas to Oklahoma. Um, we had some property uh, in uh, northern Texas, close to the Oklahoma border, and uh, it had kind of like been uh, in the family for a little while. It's up in the uh, East Texas, Northeast Texas area uh, between uh, Highway 271 and Highway 37, up north of Paris, Texas, between Paris, Texas, and Hugo, Oklahoma, Idabel, Oklahoma, down to uh, Naples, Texas. So we had land and a property up there, and um, Years ago, the uh, Native Americans, my people, 
still did business from Oklahoma to Texas uh, in that uh, um, northeast Texas um, area. A lot of them had uh, uh, land that they had um, sorghum and and, uh, cotton and uh, corn and stuff like that that they were growing on it uh, from the 1880s on forward. And so um, by the time I came along, we still had a good amount of acreage up there that um, we kept some cows on and um, uh, we would um, uh, get on tractors and, you know, drive over the property. And, uh, you know, we had a seed, um, seed throw on the back of the tractor and it would throw out uh, grass seeds and everything. And um, so when the, when um, uh, the era grew up uh, and it got kind of uh, uh, brushy, uh, I'd take the tractor and uh, I'd put a hook a bush hog up to the back of the tractor, and I'd go over the bottom, and um, I'd bush hog, uh, you know, let's say you know, 40, 50 acres at a time. And, uh, you know, I'd, I would do this when I was about, you know, from nine all the way up to about 15. And um, as a child, um, one time I went over the, the uh, we had what's called the, the back of the house pasture, then we had the top of the hill, then we had the over the hill, and then we had down in the bottom. That's what we call those different areas. So if my mother said or my father said, you know, you're going to go over to the uh, bottom, I knew I'm going to go over the hill, go through the gate, uh, and go down back in the, the far end of the pasture and a bush hawk. Uh, so that's where I had to go one particular day on the tractor. Now, we had a Ford 4000 tractor that had some extra big tires on the thing. Well, the hood of the tractor uh, was about six feet, no, six foot, six foot one off the ground at the top of the hood because I'd have to get up on a on a uh, on a um, a step ladder if uh you know if I had to change the battery out or uh, you know um you know do something to it to make it start or um, touch some wires make the key you know engage the key and make the uh, the engine crank up. So anyway, um, that was my old tractor that I would get on and I would drive over the bottom. Now, uh, at 12 years old, this tractor is pretty big to me. So um, that's called a big tractor. So I get on a big tractor and I go over the bottom, uh, hook up the bush hog, go over there and uh, just start uh, cutting down brush and stuff. And uh, most of the time I'd have a shotgun or a 22 with me and, uh, um, you know, a hoe or a rake or something on the back in case I saw a water moccasin or something. So uh, we had uh, little creeks that ran through the property. Uh, so a lot of times I'd have to um, get the tractor and um, go throw some, uh, you know, chop down a, a couple of uh, trees and throw them down over the uh, the little creek and then drive the tractor over so it wouldn't get bogged down into the mud. So one day I was coming back. Um, over out of the bottom, and I hit the top of the hill where the gate is. Well, we, some of the cows we kept on one side of the gate, some of them uh, up close to the house. Well, this time, when I pulled up to the gate, I had we had um, uh, we had a, a black Angus bull and a gray Brahma, and we had a dark gray Brahma. Um, and um, when these uh, Brahmas would raise their heads up, they would be pretty tall, way over the tractor. All right. Well, one time when I pulled up to the gate, all the cows were sitting there next to the trough because I had a salt block on the back of the bush hog. And I was going to get down and um, drop a salt block off 
and uh, you know, put some feet off in a trough and then go open the gate. Okay, well, this this what I thought was a bull, uh, you know, old Harry Brahma bull walked in front of the tractor. So it was amongst the cows, so I didn't really pay it any attention. It was getting close to dark. So um, I pulled up to the gate, and when it walked by, I got down off the tractor and walked toward the gate, opened up the gate, and I turned around, and I was walking back toward the tractor, and that's when I saw it. And it didn't have any, any, you know, it was just a big, tall, two-legged thing. And its hip, its, its waistline was higher than my tractor. I didn't get out and measure the thing, but I knew that it was pretty tall because if your hip line, your waistline is at six feet, the rest of your body's got to be over six feet. So I knew it was a real tall, I thought it was an old, tall, old dirty man that was just, you know, walking from one property to another property and they were crossing our property. Cause sometimes you have vagrants, you know, that lived out in the woods, you know, old man Johnson or whoever uh, was living out in the woods cause they didn't want to, you know, they didn't want to uh, pay any taxes. They didn't want to do anything, um, for, you know, and didn't want to be responsible for anything. So they just lived out in the woods. Well, that's what I thought it was, but the thing was too big to be a human being. And it didn't have any pants on. It didn't have any old coveralls on. It didn't have no overalls. It didn't have no shorts. It didn't have no socks, no shoes, no nothing. It was just hairy. Second thing is, while it was walking away, I could feel the ground you know, vibrate when it would, every time it would take a step. So it had to be pretty heavy. Now, I got a whole bunch of cows out there. And, you know, when you used to being on a pasture, you used to smelling cows horses you know they don't smell as fresh as you know you'd like them to be so it, it, it but then this particular day the cows smelled really really bad it smelled like rotten eggs uh a skunk and a sewage line all rolled into one well when i looked at the back of the thing i i realized it wasn't a brahma bull it was hairy and the back of its butt had a butt crack with dirty leaves on it looked like feces and stuff and i said now, that's the nastiest old man I've ever seen. Well, when I got ready to walk back to the tractor, I still had my shotgun in my hand. I walked back. To, I was walking back to the tractor. It looked at me and go, oh. So I said, what the hell is he saying? Oh. That's all he did. He just, and he tilted his head up like, what's up, man? Oh. And he did that. So I looked at him, huh? And I walked. I got back on the tractor. And, uh. He took off running. He just took off. He just, oh, and just took off running. Now, I'm fast. I'm 12 years old. We're about, you know, 110 pounds. I can outrun my dog sometimes. I'm so fast. This thing moves so fast, there's no way in hell I would have caught it. That's when I knew it wasn't a man. It, 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 it was, and when it ran, you could hear its steps going, doom, 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 hitting the ground. All right. Well, there's nothing that big can move that fast. I said, well, I don't know what the hell that is, but I'm fixing to go home. So I get on the tractor, drive through the gate, hook the, tra- the gate back up, get back on the tractor, and drive home. Sun's going down. So when I get home, I told my grandmother about it, and uh, she said, yeah, that's one of those old rugarus out there. You know, just just don't bother them, and they won't bother you. That's. Uh, it, did you ask her to explain what she meant by that? Well... I tried to, but you know, you got, you got to understand a 90 year old Indian woman is basically just going to tell you, just leave it alone. She's not going to go into too much detail. 
she wasn't going to go into, into too much detail. Later on, I asked her again, you know, you know what, what's, good, what's going on out there? She just told me that just stay up on the tractor, don't get off. She said if it wanted to bother you, it would have done it already. She said it, it caught your scent. And so if your scent didn't, you know, didn't make it mad, so it's not going to bother. She knew they were already there. You know, she would get on a tractor, you know, and go over the bottom all the time. She said, they're not going to bother you. They just old, you know, old, she called them old dirty men, uh, old, old, um, ugly looking men is what she told me, but it, it, it's not a man. So later on, before she died, uh, you know, she told me, you know, those are just those creepy things that, you know, that, you know, they, they, they really not, they're really not one of us. They just old creepy men. They look like men. They're not men. You know, they, they some kind of. Something else. I, we don't, you know, we just call them rugurus. So, um, but later on, you know, I looked it up. Of course, I talked to some other people and and that were related to us, and they said, yeah, those are those are kind of uh, wild men of the woods, is what they what they want to call them. But it's actually, uh, they said they don't, they're not really human because they get too big. You know, humans don't get that big. So. Um, the old uh, Indian legend that was handed down, uh, you know, through our families was that these were, you know, certain types of spirits that, you know, watch the woods and stuff. They always there, but they, you know, they really not going to, you know, really not going to bother. They just mind their own business. But uh, I've many times that I went out in the woods, with my, I had a black German shepherd named Shane. Many times I went out in the woods, you know, I never really, really noticed them they were out there until this day until this day when i saw it but i was by myself this time my dog didn't go with me that day i just got on the tractor and took off so usually i had my dog with me on my tractor but i didn't take him that day he stayed up at the house with my brother so um i was by myself uh, but the, the the legend has it is that if you know they can reveal themselves to you if they want to or not if they catch your, now they, 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 once they see you, they got your scent already. If it's a problem, you would have a problem. But I know they caught my scent because two weeks later, when I went back home, the thing came out again and it waited for me across the street. We have pastures on behind the house and then we have pasture across the street in front of the house. Across the street in front of the house, we had a big old tree that we used to swing on. My father hooked a hook, you know, put a, a rope across one of the tall limbs and hooked the tire onto it so we could swing on it when we wanted to. You know, I had cousins, you know, that would come down. Sometimes we come down. Sometimes they come down at the same time. And while we were down there, we would, you know, all play together. Well, we'd swing on this uh, tire. Well, the tire was tied to a limb uh, and up in the tree that was about uh, about nine foot off the ground, nine, maybe 10 foot off the ground. All right. This thing came out from behind the tree one night when I came outside. This time, my German shepherd came from out from under the house and stood right next to me. And it just growled across the street. When I looked across the street, I saw two red eyes above the nine foot limb that the, the tower is hanging on. So there's no way it could be less than nine feet tall. There's just no way. We already knew how tall the limb was. We already knew. So it peeked from behind the tree, and then it put its head back behind the tree, and then it 
leaned out again and picked up, picked out at me again like it was playing peekaboo. And my dog kept growling at it, and it just kept, you know, peeking out, hiding back, peeking out, hiding back. Well, when I told my grandmother about it, she said, well, it just got you sent, that's all. Yeah, that's a little disturbing, don't you think? Yeah, but she didn't seem to think that it was a big problem. She just said it just got you sent, but it's not going to bother you, but it knows where you are now. Well, she knows that we would go back, you know, up, you know, up, uh, back up north, uh, get the truck, you know, that night or the next day and get up and go get in the truck. And, and so she knew it was, I wasn't going to be here anyway. So it didn't make no big, no big deal to her. She didn't seem like it was a big deal to her, but that's what she said. It just got you sent. That's all. That's why I came back. This is two weeks later, two weeks, not the next day, not the next night, two weeks later, it came back. And it didn't come out from behind the tree until I came outside uh, later that evening and the sun was kind of going down. But it had two red eyes. Its eyes are red. They are not uh, yellow or, or, or white or whatever these people are claiming they are. The, this thing had two red eyes and it wasn't a wolf. A wolf is not, can not climb that high on a tree. Yeah, I want to ask you about the red eyes, Dallas. It, yeah. Were mm-hmm. they glowing or was it yep. eye shine? Nope, they were glowing. Nope, they weren't. Gl- they they were glowing. This is not. I didn't have a light. See, in the in, in the country where we live at, there's there's no there are no street lamps. When you come outside, it's black. It's dark. There is no street lamp. I didn't have a flashlight. I didn't cut the lights on on the tractor. I didn't cut the lights on on the truck. It's dark. So when I came outside, it was sundown. It's dark. And this thing had two glowing red eyes. There was no eye shine. There wasn't nothing reflecting on it. There was no moonlight reflecting on it. It just had two red glowing eyes. Yeah, interesting. I want to come back to this, but I want to go back to when you saw it, uh, when you Mm -hmm. actually saw this creature. Um, Mm -hmm. Were you able to see anything of the face or genitalia? I noticed you mentioned you saw its butt crack. Uh, yeah. can, can you go through and really describe for, let's say, the, the term Bigfoot Sasquatch doesn't exist. No one knows what you're talking about. Can you describe it to someone who's never seen one? Okay. Let's just say um, you see an old man that hasn't had a shave in 10 years. Okay. It didn't have a monkey face. It had an old man's face. Just an old man who didn't shave for about 10 years. He had he had woolly hair all over his face except for around the eyes and around the nose. You could see his lips; they were gray. Uh, it looked like it had chapped lips, um, and like I said, it, it looked like an old, dirty man. It didn't have a monkey face. It didn't look. It didn't look anything like a monkey. It looked like an old man, old man that I didn't I'd never seen before. But it had a, a regular, just a, a, a ugly nose, a regular man's nose. Um, it had uh, when I saw it the first time, it was still day, daylight, so it wasn't, um, you know, I didn't see any red eyes or anything going because it was still daytime. But I could see his face just as clear as day. He just looked at me. That's why I thought it was just a, you know, just an old dirty man. It looked like an old dirty man. But I, it, I didn't, I didn't. All the input from seeing it didn't register all at the same time. I had shock. I had uh, confusion. I had uh, fright. I had um, um, 
to pro everything. And it all just, you know, all at one time, but I couldn't process it at the same time because I'm thinking it was something else when I saw it in the daytime. All right. But there's no mistaking it was the same thing I saw two weeks later because it was exactly the same height. Exactly the same height. All right. So one one was shorter than the other one. one. You know, one was bigger. This was the exact same thing I saw two weeks earlier. But this time it was nighttime and his eyes were glowing. Now at nighttime, all I could see was his eyes. I couldn't see his face, but you could tell it was the same thing. It had real broad shoulders. Um, I saw his backside. I noticed his backside when I got off the tractor, but I'd already seen uh, the front of it when I first, when it first walked in front of my tractor, but I wasn't paying it any attention because I was focused on getting the cows out of the way, um, you know, making sure the Brahma bull wasn't, you know, wasn't, um, sometimes the Brahma bulls are stubborn. They'll just stand right in front of your tractor. You know, I, you know, I was making, I was doing my job. I wasn't really paying attention to it. But when I saw it uh, again, that's when I noticed it, it didn't have any pants on. That's why I saw his penis or it's, it's genitalia. And it, you could see it between, you know, amongst the hair. You could, you could see the genitalia just like anybody else that wasn't wearing any pants. That's why I'm like, well, you know, it's an old nasty man, you know, put some pants on, you know, but it didn't dawn on me until after the thing took off. I'm like, wait a minute, it can't be a man. And I'm 12 years old. I don't, you know, I'm not trying to, you know, look at process a lot of things that you would normally process as a Bigfoot researcher. If you want, yeah. if you want to use that term, I'm 12 years old. I'm trying to figure out why there's an old, dirty, stinky man walking across my property through my cows, all right, and then looking at me and going, oh, what yeah. the hell is this guy doing? You know, you're 12 years old. You don't think the same as a, as a grown-up now that's, you know, trained, professional, you know, uh, researcher, right? But I'm reaccounting what happened at the whole, at, you know, at the time. And so when I get to the house, I'm really not worried about, you know, a bunch of details because I'm still thinking he had a man's face. So obviously it's a man, right? Wrong. It's too big. But at 12 years old, you don't care whether he's six foot, five foot, nine foot, 10 foot. What is this old dirty man doing walking across my property with his pants down? So you, 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 you have to go back and look at a 12 year old boy's mindset when he's looking at something like this. I'm just thankful that he wasn't some old pervert trying to, you know, do something to me, you know? Yeah, it makes the most but, sense. You know, being that age, I would imagine. Yeah, and, and even today, people who run into them, uh, they'll say, you know, it, it was some sort of wild man they ran into. It wasn't an ape. It wasn't this. It wasn't that. No. It was some weird. Although there's people that say they do look very ape-like. That's why I think there's different types of these things. But it's yeah. fascinating what you're talking about because I get a lot of those reports. People say it looked very like an old man. I hear I hear that all the time. Look like an old man. Yeah. Um, but it, mainly because of the face, not so much because of right. the – Yeah. Right. Well, here's the here's here's the creepy thing about it. When 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 I've been I was running track since the third grade. All right, I know how to run. When this thing took off running, it ran like it was mentally retarded. It didn't run with its hands down by the side, you know, doing a stride for stride for stride for stride. It ran like it was crippled and mentally retarded all at the same time. But it moved very fast. 
very, very fast. And you could hear its its feet stomping in the ground. And you so you you know you can tell it's pretty heavy, but it's still for something that big to move that fast. It just freaked me out. All right, I'm, I'm you know I'm, I'm the, my sensations are all over the radar. It I did nothing made any sense from what I saw. So when I told my grandmother, uh, you know, you know it, it was basically don't worry about it, baby. It's just one of those uh, old. Uh, uh, it's just one of those old wild men that, that just hang, that hang out. Don't worry. They're not going to, he didn't bother. He's not going to bother. Just leave him alone. You know? Um, but now that I've been able to do some research on it, uh, in, in you know, at a later time and a later age, I know exactly what it was and I know exactly why it did what it did. Now, um, I've been listening to, uh, a lot of your your shows, as well as some other shows, and, and watching other researchers and everything, and it's obvious that these so-called Bigfoot research experts, I don't think they know what they're doing at all, because they're not solving any problems, and the problems that I'm seeing are very, very obvious. You know, the the the, the patterns, the patterns that, that that they're leaving behind for you to fire. It's just wide open, and nobody's nobody's making an inch as far as uh, a progress. Uh, you know, as far as I'm concerned, they're no closer to 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 to, to, to solving anything or or than 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 than, than Patterson and Gimlin in 1967. They're not one yeah. step closer. You know, and what bothers me is that you got these so-called experts that aren't solving the unsolved mysteries. They're not finding these missing people. You got, you got expert witnesses like police officers, uh, game wardens, uh, park rangers, and they're giving, you know, their accounts and stuff. Now these are people that are very reputable. All right. And they're giving you accounts of what they see. And, um, they're telling all of them are telling you the same thing. It's not a bear. Okay. But at the same time, you got people coming up missing in these so-called national parks and nobody's doing anything about it. Now you want to sit back, you know, and say that, well, it could be, it's probably a bear. Well, if everybody said the same thing, then fine, but bears do not drag people up 30, 30 feet into a tree twist their head back 360 degrees and leave them there. Yeah, it's true. Yep. You see, you see now, now you know what, what I, I'm, I'm not trying to say that I'm, a, I'm more of an expert than anybody else, but we native Americans have been telling mainstream society that these things have been out here for over 200 years. Nobody's paying any attention. People are coming up missing and not one research big ex, bigfoot research expert expert has gotten one foot closer to solving any kind of missing person or any type of a uh, 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 in, uh, encounter where somebody's getting the back of their house banged on and somebody's getting their chickens uh, uh come up missing somebody's getting their cows or uh, you know cows come up uh, uh sliced in half and they pull out all the entrails and stuff Nobody's solving that. Now, you, I've been hearing about these so-called experts coming on these people's property talking about, well, we're going to get rid of them. We're going to solve the problem. I don't see them solving anything. No, you're right? right. I can't disagree with anything you just said. 
I, I'm just not seeing it. Now, first of all, I don't think you should call yourself a Bigfoot research expert if you haven't even seen one. If you haven't gone through the multiple uh, emotional input that you go through the half a second after you realize what you're looking at, fright, a fight of fight or flight. You know you're not going to fight it. You're going to fly. Uh, uh, excitement, uh, astonishment, um, uh, confusion. If you haven't experienced that right off the bat from seeing one, you don't know how to go back and explain to somebody, okay, well, this is what you're going to go through when you see one. If you come into contact with one, this, do this, do that, do that, and the other. If you haven't even experienced that yourself, how are you going to tell somebody else what to do? Now, I've been hearing about all these uh, uh, so-called experts come on these shows and stuff, and 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 they're telling you know, well, well, this is how we track them, and uh, we see dermal ridges and the footprints and all that stuff. Whoop de do? That ain't solving anything. Okay, so you need to get some people that number one have actually seen the doggone thing. Number two have had at least one two encounters with the thing, and has actually figured out. Uh, done some research and figured out patterns that these things the, that these that things these uh, creatures uh, are following. Now, I'm gonna get you in on a little secret that the Native Americans have been telling y'all, but you're not listening to us. These things can hide underground. If you find a creek bed and you see something like a big old log thrown over it, odds are you pull that log up. There's a tunnel off in there. They know how to hide up on the ground, okay? Now, as far as all you guys, the, the, the guys, I hear them coming on these shows, not, 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 not saying you, I'm saying, but I've seen, heard some guys that come on these, uh, you know, these, these talk radio, underground radio programs, and they're, they're, they're saying the evidence that they've seen uh, in British Columbia, Canada, wherever, uh, Oregon, you know, on these uh, remote islands and stuff up near Alaska and stuff, um, if you haven't figured out that a creature that can pull a tree out of the ground, turn it upside down, and then stuff it back in the ground with the roots sticking up in the air, if you haven't figured out that that's not a bear, then you don't need to be calling yourself a Bigfoot research expert, okay? Uh, if you're still <laughs> thinking or you have uh, any kind of inkling, well, it could be a bear, you, you're wasting your time. Stop get out of the business and go let somebody else come up that, that knows what they're doing. Now I've seen a lot of, uh, 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 ex, uh, uh people that do uh, research. You got Ben you got, uh, Ms. Ms. Meldrum, you got, uh, NK Davis, you got thinker Thunker, you got Bigfoot Tony. Even if you didn't go out and do any research, if you just look at the evidence that they have, you know, that, you know, it doesn't walk like we do. You know it has dermal ridges that don't look like ours. You know it doesn't have a gorilla's foot that can grab on like a orangutan or a baboon. It can't grab onto a tree with its foot and hung, hang upside down, okay? doesn't do that. It has a regular human foot, all right, that just is a lot bigger than ours, all right? It's got a big toe and four little toes, all right? So as far as trying to figure out what it is, I think we way beyond that. Way beyond that. I don't care if a monkey uh, 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 raped a, a Neanderthal female. I don't care if a Neanderthal female found a female, uh, a Neanderthal male found a monkey that looked halfway human. I don't care. 
What I do care is you got these things that run around. The encounters are becoming more and more frequent. Every time I listen to your show, your encounters are getting more and more frequent. People are coming in contact with them more. They're chopping down their habitat. Uh, and more people are coming on your show saying, look, these things are getting more and more aggressive. Well, you're getting closer to their habitat. Or maybe they're coming out and coming in closer to where your habitat for food. I heard one lady on one of the shows, what's that, the Britain Song Mysteries? A lady came on the show and she said that she heard two Sasquatch come into a house, a lady's house and kill the lady because she stopped feeding them. So somebody needs to go out and say, okay, well, we, we're going to give a public notice. We're not admitting that they're here and everything, but we want to let you know, whatever you do, don't leave any food out if you live in this area. Okay. Do something, put something out that will stop these people from getting, uh, getting their houses, uh, uh, banged on at night get intrusions. You know what we did when we wanted to keep my, my grandmother wanted to keep them away? She would put sulfur out around the pasture. Okay? Really? Sulfur, you go, huh? You, sulfur. You go to the feed, the, the general feed store, you get about, you know, two big 10-pound, uh, or no, 20-pound bags of sulfur. And she would put sulfur out at the edge of the pasture. We had a fence behind the house, and then we had a fence behind the pasture that kept the cows in if we wanted to feed them or put coal all on them if they had mosquito bites or fleas or whatever, ticks. And so those cows we would bring into the inside pasture and we would corral them in. Well, she would put sulfur outside the outside of the outside fence, sulfur. Now, every time it would rain, we'd go have to go out there and put it out there again. All right. And, but eventually, let, let me ask you, ahead. Dallas, would, would that actually sure. work? Would they, is that why she did it? And did it actually work? Did they back off of your property? I never saw another one come back on the property anymore. I mean, I never saw one. The one that I saw that came up real close was at the back pasture at the top of the hill. All right. That's as close as it got. That's where the third fence is. All right. There's a fence that goes, that runs down uh, by, uh, the, 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 uh, at the bottom. Of, there's a hill you go up, and then there's a fence that runs down that, up and down the side of that hill. That's as close as I ever saw that thing get. Well, she put the sulfur out. After I told her about the encounter at the second fence, but I never saw one come back, except for the, that one that came across the street, I never saw one again. No, and I've been going down there from, from you know, I kept, I've been going in there since, until my grandmother passed away, you know, 10, 10 years ago. Let me so, ask you, let me ask you a question. What, what do you think, the, what's the deal with the sulfur? Why do you think that well, worked? She didn't tell me, but but I know that the sulfur, the sulfur has a funny smell to it. Um, it's kind of like you know, it's kind of like you know, any kind of sulfur base. I want water moccasins away. All right, it keeps moccasins away, snakes, you know, all kind of critters and stuff don't want to come around. It's something about the the sulfur uh, smell that, that 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 certain creatures just can't stand. All right, now I know what always keeps snakes away, but we didn't have a problem with the snakes coming up toward the house. You know, the snakes were over in the bottom where the creek was. That's why you had water moccasins. We never had any, the creek, the, the creek in the pond wasn't up near the house. So there's no way, we never had a problem with snakes. So while she was putting it out, it couldn't have been for the snakes because we didn't have any snakes come up around the house. Yeah. But after I told her about that incident, she put sulfur around the outer fence line all around the house. And she kept putting it out. Whenever it would rain, she would go out and put some more fresh sulfur out there. But I never saw him come back up, you know, up there again. 
That's fascinating. I've never heard that before. That's really fascinating. I wanted to ask you, and I agree with you on researchers. I, I think most of them are, it's a joke. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, and, and you can, I, I guess, I guess I have to be careful. Not all of them are bad, but most of them are. And, and to be honest with you, uh, when you really start, if you nail down a researcher, these guys that claim to be experts and they hate my mm-hmm. guts because when I come to the conferences, when they start talking that way, um, I got in an argument with one and I hate getting in arguments because they seem so stupid. But uh, mm-hmm. my, my comment to him was, tell me five things interesting about Sasquatch that no one else knows. You're out there all the time. You claim mm-hmm. to be a self-proclaimed expert. Give me your top five most interesting mm-hmm. things about Sasquatch that no one else knows. And mm-hmm. they got nothing. I mean, they got nothing. And that's why I always cringe sometimes on bringing not everyone but sometimes bringing researchers on because i think after hearing so many encounters and hearing so much of behavior and hearing so much of i think most of my audience probably knows more than most of these researchers um yeah and so they really and you can see it in the comments they really put some of these people to the task um, mm-hmm. and i think most of the audience probably knows more after listening to and it's nothing i'm doing it's just uh, listening to witnesses I think the bulk of the audience probably knows more than your average researcher. Um, and so I have to be careful on, on who I bring on mm-hmm. because uh, right. they're smart people, man. They'll eat them alive. Um, mm-hmm. I, I wanted to ask you, so how would you prove that these things are real? How would you solve the mystery? Easy. First of all, okay, let's look, let's do it in stages, okay? Let's just you, – you, you can pick any arena you want to start in. Let's go with the missing persons. Just right off the bat, let's go with the missing persons. If you have um, um, a child missing uh, from a national park, one isolated incident, okay, all right, I'll, I'll give you that. But if you have two, three, four, five, six, keep coming up missing in the same area, and the circumstances are suspicious, it's obviously not a bear because you don't find any remains. The person comes up missing in a place where they shouldn't come up missing. There you go. Um, and you find uh, evidence that is just way out of the norm of an animal. Now, if you find, and I've heard these um, um, so-called uh, reports, incident reports, that the clothes for the individual were found folded up at the base of a tree. Right off the bat, you know it's not a bear. You know it's not a uh, it's not a, a cougar. You know it's not a pack of wolves. You know that there's something suspicious going on here. Now, you have technology in these um, uh, 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 national parks. You have you have drones. You have uh, flares that can see heat signatures at night. If you can't use that technology and find a nine-foot-tall, 1,500-pound heat-seeking signature, then you don't need to be calling yourself um, uh, an expert, a researcher, any whatever official capacity you want to get yourself, you give, uh, give yourself, and you got this technology. You can, we got te- telescopes that can, that can see your license plate on your car from space. And you mean to tell me that you can't find whatever it is that's making these people miss, uh, come up missing in the same damn place every year? 
I'm not buying it. I'm sorry. I'm just not buying it. You have enough technology to go out here and find Osama bin Laden buried off in the back of some old raggedy house, but you can't tell me you can't find this whatever creature it is that's making these kids come up missing. I'm not buying it. I'm sorry. I'm just not buying it. The technology that we have is too advanced for you not to find nothing. Nothing. So I'm, I'm not buying that. That's, that's number one. Number two, okay, just let's, let's just say you, you, you're, you're, you're a college researcher. You just sit up on your couch and you just watch other people do their, 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 their uh, video breakdowns or whatever. Let's just say you want to look at the Patterson-Gimlin film, okay? Right off the bat, you know that um, the guy that claimed to be the man wearing a suit is not going to put on a suit with some breast on it. All right. You already know that. OK, you haven't been able. Nobody's been able to come up to the bucket from this since 1967. So you, you got something as a basis. Now, let's add on top of the Patterson Gimlin film all the other footage, all the other footage that you've got other people that have taken pictures of it. Uh, they don't, they, you know, they, can't, they don't explain it. They can't say what it is, but they can't say that they, they won't say that it's a, uh, a Sasquatch, but it don't look like a bear. It don't walk like a bear. It's up on two feet and it makes a screeching noise. Now, even if you wanted to be the most adamant skeptic on the planet, you can't come up with another answer that explains the situation. You can't explain why these crazy sounds are, are happening. You know, it ain't a doggone wolf making these screeching noises at night, okay, you know that there have been, uh, uh, you, you got police reports that um, from reputable police officers, game wardens, and park rangers that say, okay, I found this, uh, I found this, um, what do you call it, this uh, uh, a tree, uh, after the, uh, the, the, these tree stumps or these limbs, and they've been arranged in a certain uh, configuration that normally an animal wouldn't do nothing like that. That's that that's that that's number two. Now, let's 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 go back to the um if you don't if you don't want to take that into account, let's go with the legitimate reports by people who are reputable. You've got game warden, and you know it takes a person of pretty good uh uh integ a pretty good background, integral background, um uh, and moral standards to become a game warden. A game warden can come in and just kick your dough in and say, I don't need no warrant. I'm coming in checking because I think there's pot in your house. They don't need anything, okay? Most of them are Marine, uh, ex-Marines, Navy SEALs, you know, whatever, all right? These guys are usually pretty level-headed to make it to the level of game warden. If a game warden comes up and makes a report and says, I don't know what the hell it is, but it ain't a bear. I shot it. I dropped it, the damn thing got back up and took off running. Now, you're going to sit there and tell me that you can't consider that enough evidence from a reputable person to say, hey, maybe there is something to this Sasquatch deal, and maybe we need to develop, we need to, you know, put more resources to solving the problem because. This little girl came up missing, and we can't go to the mother and tell the mother that, well, because we didn't, we, can't, we have no hypothesis on how this thing exists, your child just happened to die in vain. Come on. Now, at some point, you're going to have to um, stop being simple-minded 
and 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 admit the fact admit to the facts that you've got too many eyewitness accounts, you got too many people coming up missing, you got too many official you know supposedly official reports from reputable people that are claiming that something is out there and it ain't a bear. Now, as how many people are going to have to come up missing and how many uh, 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 parents are going to have to have uh, family members are going to have to have a closed casket funeral for somebody to sit back and say, hey, we don't know what the hell the damn thing is, but whatever it is, we need to start putting some resources and finding it out, uh, sectioning it off, making sure that people don't go into this area, make sure they don't come up missing and try to protect the public interest as best we can. What is it going to take for you to do that? You're going to keep sitting here trying to twiddle your thumbs and 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 claim that uh, well, since we can't figure out what it is, there's not a problem. Now that right there is enough for you to to to, to at least admit the fact that there's something that you don't have uh, an idea. You have no idea how to cage the thing. You can't shoot it. You can't catch. You can't put it in a cage. And you can't put it in a zoo so everybody can come and look at it. Because of that, you're going to admit that it doesn't exist and let these people keep losing their family members. If that's not enough evidence for you to use as a basis for trying to solve the problem uh, and, 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 and admit to yourself that there is something out there that uh, uh, exists, but we don't have it in the, in the uh, wildlife handbook, uh, but it is something out there. Um, then you don't really want to solve the problem. You don't want to admit that it exists for whatever reason. Um, you don't want to admit the Native Americans have been telling you the, uh, telling you the truth for 400 years. You don't want to admit that the people that have uh, given you encounters, uh, you want to call them all crackpots, but people are still coming up missing because you don't want to, uh, you know, uh, uh, cause any problem to your $50 billion a year industry, a uh, 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 tourism bi- uh, business. You you want to let that somebody you want to let somebody lose their life because you don't want to cause a drop in your uh, revenue uh, your tourism revenue, so you don't you're not you're just going to keep ignoring the fact even though these encounters are getting more and more frequent. Now there's a nine one one call that everybody knows about this man that 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 that, that saw this uh, this creature standing in his front yard and it took his dog and threw it over his German Shepherd 150 pound German Shepherd and threw it over his house. He'd made a 911 call, and that, now I've heard that that, that 911 call about ten times. That man doesn't sound like he's making it up. No, I tend to agree, and that's in the intro. Okay. I, I'm with you on it. I'm with you on okay. everything you're saying. I can't disagree with you. Well, you, you, you if, if you don't want to, if you don't want to, if you don't want to use your technology to prove that it exists, at least rely on the um, reputable eyewitness accounts from police officers, game wardens, and park rangers that are people that are level-headed. They got no reason to lie, all right? Um, they already know that if they tell the truth, they're probably going to, if they don't lose the job, they're going to be put on suspension or death due to whatever. But some of them are brave enough to come out and tell it anyway. Okay, now what more evidence do you need? Okay, if you don't want to use that, you want you already know that any any park ranger that tells you that they that, that that track that you see right there, that's a coyote track. Okay, you take his word for it, right? But the minute he tells you that this is a giant human human hominoid foot that is not a gorilla foot, all of a sudden he's a crackpot and he don't know what he's talking about. 
Now, everybody that's come out and uh, tried to explain what it is as you end up mysteriously missing. There was a guy named Lloyd Pye came out a couple of years ago, and he said, look, these, these, these if you go by the tracks alone, these tracks prove that the uh, hominids are the Neanderthals. Well, he ended up dead the next year. Gone. Well, I think so everybody that's had, tried to come out and explain it, for some reason, they mysteriously come up missing. I think Lloyd had cancer, though, didn't he? That fast? You you, you up you up you up talking and you just as you, you don't have cancer today and all of a sudden in three months you got cancer and you're gone. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. I'm with you. You know, I had a revelation when I was looking at. I used as you and I were talking the other night, Dallas. I was telling you I had all these track casts and I mainly just give them away to kids because kids love them. Uh, mm-hmm. But cool track casts. I mean, really cool track casts. And mm-hmm. I had them on my desk, and I was, uh, for some reason, I laid them all out, and I was sitting there just looking at them. And you're right. It looks like a human foot. And that's it's what I thought foot. of. Yeah, years back, I looked at every single one of them, and it kind of hit me one night. I was like, wow, these are like giant human feet. These are not yeah. uh, a gorilla foot. This is not an orangutan's no. foot. This is not a... No. So what do you think that they are? In your mind, what do you think that these things are? Okay. All right. Let's, okay, first of all, let me prove to you what it's not. And I can prove to you it's not an ape. Every ape on the planet has a hand. If you look at a chimpanzee's foot, his foot is basically made like his hand. It's got that opposing thumb. The, 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 the big toe is basically like an opposing thumb. And that's what they use to grapple on trees and stuff. That's why they can hang upside down with their feet just as good as they hang upside down with their hands. Okay. So it's not an ape. Even if you go back and look at Gigantopithecus or whatever, that, 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 that supposedly giant ape back then, it had feet like an ape. You have, because you have um, so-called um, uh, laws of nature that say that this thing can't mate with this thing, all right, most of us tend to want to believe, well, it can't be, it can't be this because these two species can't enter, you know, can't enter, 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 interbreed. All right. These two species can't. However, however, if you use that particular type of logic, you might as well say, well, that means that there's no such thing as a Siamese twin. There's no such thing as a two headed man. But we see in, in, in the old Ringling Brothers and Barnum Bailey circuses, uh, P.T. Barnum circuses back in the 1800s, you saw you know, people that had two heads. You saw a Siamese twin that was attached to the back of a, um, uh, you know, a human being, uh, his sister or his brother, and you got two heads on the same one body. That shouldn't exist, but it does. So just because we want to say there are laws of, uh, 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 laws of nature that say this cannot happen, these two species can't interbreed, just because you want to adhere to that law doesn't mean that law can't be broken. Okay, using that as your basis of understanding, all right, knowing the fact that there are people out there that, that, that are anomalies that have two heads. In fact, if you Google it right now, you can go on. That was on a Today Show. There was a girl that has a Siamese twin. She has one body, but her sister is attached to her back, to the back of her spine. They, you know, she went to high school. Uh, they can, you know, she can play baseball or whatever, but it's a, actually one body with two, two, two female heads on top of it. Okay. That exists. All right. So 
you sometimes you have to throw the laws of nature uh, and physics out the door when it comes to trying to explain something that's unexplainable. Now, with that being said, it is possible for two um, different species to mate, even though it's not going to look like what it, it, it's not going to look like, you know, what it should look like. It should not happen true enough, but it does happen. If that is a, if that if that is a possibility, then there is a possibility that I don't know, two thousand years ago, the native okay, like let, let, let's go with the Native American legends. The Native Americans tell you, and you know this is true, that a lot of times these the these uh 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 um, woodsman people or these uh protectors of the woods will come out, take a maiden, and take them take them back uh, and, and 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 have sex with them. All right. That's a Native American legend, okay? These wild men of the woods sometimes would come out and um, they would kidnap an Indian maiden and take them back uh, and, 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 and breed with them, okay? That, that's, a, that's a Native American legend. If you don't want to believe that, that, it, that it's happened, then you might as well say, okay, well, then the, 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 the carvings that you see on the inside of the caves that show a gigantic uh, a, a rusty-haired-looking being, creature that's bigger than all the human beings, that doesn't exist either. Okay, so you get sometimes you have to back up and say, okay, this doesn't make any sense to me, and my brain can't process. But nevertheless, it happens. If that is the case, then you know that it is possible for um, two different species to breed, even though they're not supposed to. But it has happened. Now. If you want to go back historically and prove what I'm saying, you know you can go back just as easy as, in the, as the Bible and go back and look at uh, what why King Saul lost his uh, throne, uh, his rulership in the kingdom of Israel because he didn't destroy the Amalekites because they were they were practicing bestiality, bestiality. Now, if you want to tell me that bestiality doesn't exist, why is it that it's on the law books? So let's, let's let's not keep it let's not stay simple here, okay? Let's be adults about this, and let's accept the fact that certain things happen. That is, however abominable they may be, they happen. We can't stop that. Now, there's a there's a, a video of a boy um, from the 1930s that was about seven and a half foot tall. He looked like a monkey. He had one of those. Um, he had a a low brow head. Um, it looked like he didn't have very much brain cavity. His mother, uh, said that she had, was, she was, uh, a raped by something, some type of Yeti being a, a, a creature. Okay. And just so happens that her son that she had by this, uh, uh, alleged raping, uh, was extremely tall than everybody else. You know, the Chinese, the Chinese people really aren't that tall. This thing was extremely tall. It had a very, very low IQ. It had a, uh, this head didn't develop like a regular cranial, uh, skull. It didn't have the brain capacity and he didn't, he couldn't, he didn't have the ability to speak. Okay. So, uh, that is just another example of something that shouldn't happen, but yet it did. Now, if we accept the premise that things that shouldn't happen sometimes do happen, there is the possibility that 2000, 3000 years ago, some type of um, 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 ape-like creature 
grabbed a, a female and, 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 and tried to hump her. All right, grabbed the Neanderthalic female or something out of the Caucasus Mountains or whatever and tried to hump on her because I've seen monkeys, you know, grab their, you know, a, a female that's uh, doing, you know, that's got them on camera and they start humping on their leg. All right. So you can't tell me that an ape that's basically 98% has the same DNA that's 98% close to a human being doesn't know the difference between humping uh, a human being and humping another ape. It's just humping something, okay? So let's say two, 3,000 years ago, that happened, all right? If that's the case, what you would end up with is some type of uh, um, a humanoid that is that has human DNA and has ape DNA, all right? Now, that thing um, coming down in the process of time um, is here today survives for whatever reason and because we are a civilized nation and we don't go out and look for the thing and we only catch a glimpse of it by accident but it's been here all along we just are too sophisticated to look for it so when we see the natives that tell us for 400 years or whatever that hey there's a thing out there there's a creature we don't bother. It's called the wild man of the woods. It's been here since the beginning of the time, since we've been here. We don't know what it is. We just leave it alone. All right? It's been there. The ancient uh, uh, Yeti over in uh, Tibet or whatever, those people have been telling you for thousands of years it's some creature that walks up out in the woods. But the explorers that went over there from Britain and America, they're like, oh, these people are just old, um, old Chinese people that don't know what they're talking about. Well, everybody doesn't know what they're talking about except us. Why is that? <laughs> arrogance. Okay, you're arrogant, all right? So it's your arrogance that's getting your people killed in the national parks and nobody can figure out why. If you can put your arrogance and your, and your, and your, and, and, and your stubbornness and your bullheadedness and you refuse to believe that something just can't exist because you can't shoot it and put it on your wall, if you put that for aside for a second, maybe you can figure out how to solve the problem. Now, as far as uh, uh, evidence of proving that the thing exists, I think you're way beyond that. If you're still having problems worried about, well, we need to prove that it still it exists, you've got evidence of people missing on mysterious circumstances that can't be anything other than uh, uh, some type of unknown cryptid or hominoid to do it because it can't be a other wild animal. No human being would do what these people do. No, hu no human being has the ability to take a man's head and twist it 360 degrees on the top of his head and leave it there. No human being has the strength to do that. <coughs> Excuse me. No bear, whether it had the strength to do it or not, it couldn't do it because it's got claws. It can't do that. No bear is going to take a body up in a tree 30 feet and leave it up there, twist the head around, and then come back down and uh, rape the female, all right, and leave the body on the hood of a truck. Now, you've got enough evidence just by accounts alone of people coming up missing. You have people that have been killed in their homes. You have uh, 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 incidents where, where blood is splattered all over the place. The house is destroyed. It's not a bear doing that. A bear is just going to go in there, eat you, and run. It's not going to stay in there and destroy the house. All right, You've got enough incidents that are unexplained 
to 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 give you a basis to prove that hey, something is out there. We don't care what it is. We don't care how it got here, but it's here, and we need to deal with the problem. Look. If you're still wrestling with the fact, well, we can't do nothing because we can't figure out how it exists, then you're wasting time. You 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 know you 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 trying to figure out how to create the uh make the car run better when it already has a fuel injection system on it. You, you're way behind, man. No, I'm with you on that. I, and I, I tend to agree with you. I have a question, though, for you. Uh, mm-hmm. Most hybrids are created. Actually, all hybrids are created. It's not something natural. When you, when you go natural. to the true, term, the, the true term of a definition of a hybrid, it's right. something created. It's not something natural. So right. are you, would, you, would you use the term abomination when you're discussing Sasquatch? I know that's a, um, kind of a strange term to use, but, and you know what I mean, but would you use that term? I would use that term because bestiality is an abomination. You know that. It's in the Bible. You're not supposed to interbreed with other species. No human being is. It's called bestiality. But it happened. If it didn't happen, the Lord wouldn't have made a law uh, against it and and tell King Saul, go and kill these people because they're committing these abominations with these animals. Now, you know from looking at Egyptian hieroglyphics that they did have some type of fascination. The ancient Egyptians had some type of fascination with animals. You know that, right? Yeah, absolutely. If you look at if if you look at the hieroglyphs, you know they had fascination with animals. I don't care if it's a jackal, I don't care if it's an exotic gorilla that they got from Africa, I don't care if it, if it's some type of bird, they had fascinations with animals and you can't tell me that they didn't they didn't believe in some type of bestiality on an abominable level. Now, if you want to go all the way back, I'm not trying to push the Bible off on anybody, okay? No, I'm, I'm not trying to push I'm, the Bible off on anybody, but there, you can't deny the fact that there is historical evidence that there were some abominations taking place 3,000 years ago. Now, you can't tell me that if something happened 3,000 years ago, the offspring is just going to poof and not be on the planet anymore. Whatever the abomination is, the result of that, that of that, the offspring of that abominable union between human and whatever, all right, whatever it is, I really don't care. That's not going to bring back that little girl that 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 that, that end up missing. Her parents are still grieving, and you're going to tell me that well, since we can't figure out how this thing exists. Is the only thing that, that that fits the profile of of, uh, of of running off with your daughter. But since we can't figure out how it exists, uh, your daughter's death is in vain. Come on, man. We need to move past what it is and how it got here and get to the point that it's here. You can't stop it. It's too big for you to sit up there and try to shoot with a twenty two. you You're wasting time because you ain't going to penetrate. This thing, whatever it is, is here. Some people are coming up missing. Most of them are pretty, pretty mild mannered. They don't bother people, but some of them are aggressive. And it's because of those aggressions, you have to set some type of standards, boundaries, tell people don't go in that area. You can go over here, but you can't go over here. Stay away from over there. All right. Whatever. I, I, I really don't care how they do it. I'm not an expert at, 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 at uh, Sectioning off uh, a national forest and and, 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 and and determining which area you should go in, and I, that's not my job. But I don't see anything being done as far as research, 
as far as solving the problem, as far as keeping people safe. I don't see that being done. And that's my beef with, with, with the Bigfoot community. That's my problem with them. Now, you got people out there like M.K. Davis and Thinker Thunker that are, that, are, that are showing you with forensic evidence there's no way this could be a human being with some, with, 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 with some fake feet walking around. The impressions don't go deep enough into the, into the soil, okay? So you've got enough forensic evidence. It can't be... It can't be a man with fake feet running around stomping because it's got dermal ridges on it. Some of the feet look like they're damn, damn near deformed because the toes look like, uh, you know, somebody took a sledgehammer and beat the crap out of their feet. Their feet don't, some of them don't even look normal, like five toes. Some of them have a toe missing. It's 20 inches long, but it's got a toe missing. A one is deformed, whatever. All right, but it's not a man walking around with some giant feet stomping in the, in the, in the snow. Okay, so let's move past that part. Let's move past how it got here, why it's here, why it exists. The fact is, it's here. I couldn't agree with you more. You know, and you brought up a good point about the Egyptians. You're right. I mean, if I put a picture of Anubis down and I could bring kids up and ask them, what do you see here? They're going to say half man, half dog. And a lot of the Egyptian, um, a lot of their drawings and a lot of the, you're right, they did have a major, major, they had a major fascination with um, uh, these, with bestiality, I guess. You're right. Right. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Yeah, it's no big secret. We want to ignore it and ignore the fact that humanity wouldn't do something out of Bonneville. But the the fact is, it does. In fact, uh, your your, your last president passed some laws uh, regarding bestiality. All right. So technically, you can marry your horse if you want to. That's your thing. That's your thing. But I'm sorry. Uh, some things, you know, I don't want to know about. But 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 that, that's your business. But, but what I'm saying is, if 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 the situation that we're claim that we're uh, obviously um, realizing is the source of these creatures that exist, some type of interbreeding, whether it's um, um, acceptable or not, something happened and these creatures are here. They're not human. They're not apes. It's something in between. Uh, Like now, as far as a missing link, I'm not buying that. Uh Uh-uh, not not buying it. Because uh, Lloyd Pye uh, and a couple of other researchers clearly showed that if it was if it was actually a missing link, it would have stopped the 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 the, the, the species that led up to the make, missing link would have stopped, and this species would have eventually evolved into us, and then it would have died out. But this thing is still here, so obviously it's been here as long as we've been here. Okay, it's been here, we've been here, the apes have been here. Okay, and this thing has been here right along with us. We just don't want to admit that it exists. Uh, and, and we want to, you know, put it in a category that of uh, the unknown uh, that can exist. But the fact is, it does exist. It is here. Whatever caused it. Now, I'm not saying that you can't create it in a laboratory. They can, you know, they got, you know, they got test tubes. They can, uh, if they can create a test tube, baby, they can create a test tube Sasquatch. Yes, I do believe that you can do that with a, with DNA if you could get the right DNA. I believe you can get DNA from a monkey, you can get DNA from a human being, and you can you can make something in a laboratory, however abominable it is, you can make it. 
If you can create a test tube, uh, what what was that thing they came out called Lily? Was it a lamb or a, or a, or a calf? Oh, there was you, something they made some type of clone or something with the spider that, webs, and it made its own spider webs. Is that what you're talking about? No, this was some type of animal. It, it was it was they made they 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 cloned a cat, but it didn't have any vocal cords. They cloned uh, a lamb. I think it was a lamb or a goat or something. And they named it Lily. It was one of the first DNA clones or something. All right. They got the DNA from something and made a clone of it. Okay. So technology, man's science, I'm not going to put anything past man's science. Okay. Now, I don't care if they made it in a laboratory. I don't think they did because, you know, we Native Americans have been telling you they've been around here since before you even had the railroad. So I don't think it was something that started in a laboratory, but I do think that 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 this government is not is not dumb enough that they can't figure out how to get uh, a hair sample and and break it down to a DNA and clone or or, or make a, a creature. Uh, I'm not going to put that past them. They're too smart. All right. Now we went to the moon with 1969 technology that's not even as complicated as your regular cell phone you got on your desk right now. But we're not smart enough to. Um, uh, 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 track down something that, 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 that gives off the gigantic heat signature. Um, if you can't track a, 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 a 1,200 pound, nine foot tall heat signature in the dark with a flare, something's wrong. At some point, you, you know, you, you got to start admitting the fact, admitting to yourself, uh, and I'm talking to these, these researchers that you got out here. At some point, you're going to have to start admitting stuff. Hey, look, you know, we can't keep covering up this lie for so long. You got all these Bigfoot shows. Nobody's finding anything, but you're using what's called, you use three things. You lose misinformation, disinformation, and create, you, you, you create doubt in the minds of the public eye. You do that by coming up with these shows that never find anything. You got people that are experts that don't find anything on these TV shows. But at the same time, you got people coming on your show all the time saying, hey, look, I almost ran into one. I hit my car. Uh, you know, I almost ran over with my car. It ran across the street and it was up on two legs. They coming on your show saying that they don't run in a, run, come in encounter with one. But these people that are supposed to be experts can't find them in the daytime. Don't you think there's something wrong with that? Yeah, I think there's something wrong with that. <laughs> I'm with you 100%, man. I really am. I, obviously, you you know the government's covering it up. And you talked a little bit there for a moment about uh, money. But in my mind, I think there's more to it. I think if people really knew what was going on, I think it would terrify a lot of people. Um, but what what's your own personal opinion, Dallas? Why do you think that they're covering it up? Personally, I believe... Um, the same, but you got to look at the person's MO. Um, the people that told us that we were hallucinating when we told them that there were wild men out in the woods and in the forest, all of a sudden, those forests that we told them turn up to be uh, national parks, right? They're pretty much sectioned off. You, you only go in, you know, you got certain areas that they said, you know, we got wildlife in here. Uh, it's going to be a national park. We're not going to make a civilization out of it. We're not going to build a city here. This is reserved for national forest. Okay. The same people that told my people, the Native Americans, that 
Oh, you, you, you're just hallucinating. The same people that told them that are the same people that are telling your public that these things do not exist. They don't exist. Uh, it's a figment of somebody's imagination. Uh, it's a bear. Uh, it, 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 it's, um, uh, it, it's something, um, that's, that, that, that's, uh, uh, just a, a gorilla that got loose from a zoo or whatever, you know, whatever misidentification. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Whatever misinformation and disinformation you want to put out there to create doubt among the public. Uh, I believe if you admit that there is something out there that you can't control, then you lose, um, you, you, you lose uh, face with the, the people that you're supposedly governing, all right? You lose, you, you lose the credibility of the American people because you say, well, look, I'm the government. I can protect my people. Nothing exists out there that I can't control. You're oh. safe at home, all right? But the fact is, everybody's not safe. If that was the case, why is you got all these 3,000 people coming up missing all the damn time? Some guy named what? David Polides, David Pilates, whatever. He said there's over 3,000 people have come up missing in national parks. All right? Yeah, my only problem, and I'll address this really quick, my only problem with David is I think he's disingenuous in some of his reporting. And what I mean by okay. that is, and okay. not all of it, I, I'm with you, I, I'm, and, I, and I don't want to get on the wrong side with you, I, I, I agree with you, I think that a lot of people come up missing and under very strange circumstances. And I have no doubt mm -hmm. in my mind, these things are taking people, but sometimes mm -hmm. with David, I think some of his, I think he's disingenuous sometimes and not sharing the whole story. Uh, there was a okay. report I was watching and he, it was where these people go missing in this one area. And what he doesn't mm -hmm. tell you is that is an area the cartel uses to, to smuggle drugs up and okay. down the border. Uh, but that's just okay. one case, so I, I'm with you. I didn't mean to cut you off. That 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 that's that's fine. Okay, uh, let's say that only ten percent of the people that he claims, or any person, any missing person report, let's say only ten percent of them are missing. If they're missing under circumstances that make absolutely no sense whatsoever, other than a hominoid that has the capability to twist their head around. Uh, take, drag them up into a tree 30 feet in the air and leave their body there and take, rip all the clothes off of it and then fold the clothes at the base of the tree. I don't, I, I don't care if it's just, if, if it's, it's, if it's your child, if it's your child and your child ended up in the top of a tree naked with his head twisted around 360 degrees. Okay. If it's your child. That one child is enough for, 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 to justify starting some type of standard, some type of quarantine, some type of, uh, of, of um, uh, sectioning off, some type of research to solve this problem to make sure this doesn't happen anymore. I, 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 I honestly could not care. If the government wants to, 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 if they want to hide UFOs, if they want to hide moon landing, the, the hell, they didn't even, they, they didn't even uh, 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 figure out who killed JFK for 50 years, okay? I don't care. What I do care is if you want the public 
to uh, uh, believe in its government, all right, that its government is here and has its best interest at hand. You need to do something about these mysterious disappearances and do something to prevent them from happening again. If you can't stop what, if you can't control what it is that, that, that's snatching people, make sure the people don't go where they can be snatched. Do something. Good but point. don't just sit back and say, well, uh, there's nothing out there but a bear or a wolf or something. You guys are fine. Time a hike and, you know, go on out in the woods and have fun, make you a camping trip. What? What? You're sending the people out basically sacrificing them so you can keep your billion dollar industry going because if you let people know that there's something off in these national forests that um, could quite possibly uh, be a threat to them, then that's going to hurt your business. Well, I'm sorry, but I don't want my child, I don't want your child, uh, the next person that comes, I don't want anybody's child to come up missing because we could have, you know, we could have prevented that missing child, uh, but we didn't because we refused to admit that there's something out there that we need to address. You know, that's the problem. You know, you know that, that that's 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 the problem. And it's 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 fine when it's old Native American women that 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 have been smoking a peace pipe too long and they don't know what they're talking about. But when it's your child, then you're going to have a different story. Now, I don't want to have to. I wouldn't want to be the government official that has, has to go and tell Miss Johnson that I'm sorry, but your daughter's missing. We can't find her. We don't know what happened to her. It's on suspicious circumstances, uh, but we found her shoes up in the top of a tree. Yeah, I'm with you. I can't disagree with that. Okay, you're absolutely okay. right. All right. So if you don't want to have to go and tell that scenario to a, a parent, do something about it and stop and 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 and, and stop. Uh, 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 trying to pretend that that there's no problem. Stop trying to pretend that there's a creature that you that that that, that you don't know everything about. It. Okay, fine. We don't know everything about it. All right. We don't know how it got here. We don't know how it survives. We don't know where it hides. We don't know uh, this, whatever. But it's there. So we're gonna put in safeguards to make sure our people and the public stay safe going to make sure that if we know where they are, we know that we're going to make sure you don't go there. All right. You can go over here and hike all you want to, but in this area, you don't go that way. You'll stay out of its path and it'll stay. It, it won't, it, it won't, you know, pop up on looking inside your window of your camper uh, while you're, um, you know, you take, you know, taking a shower at night on the campground. Uh, I mean, on the, on the uh, park, park, park grounds. So, Let's just use common sense. I'm, I'm not saying that you have, you know, that the government has to admit anything. They want to admit nothing. Fine, don't admit it. But at least do something more to protect the public interest, so more people won't come up missing. I don't care if it's three thousand people, three hundred people, or thirty people, or three children. I don't want anybody's children to come up missing because we're too stubborn to admit that there's a problem. No, you're right. One is too many. One is too many. That's that, that, that's all I got to say. And uh, what what bugs me is that you have these these so called experts going. To, you got mountain men. You got uh, uh, fine Bigfoot. You got uh, uh, killing Bigfoot. You got all these shows. All right, nobody can find anything. But people come on uh, uh, your show, West, and speak to West. I'm like, well, look, man, I just saw one. I almost ran into it when I was driving down the road. 
I just thought it was right there. Okay. It's wide that they can find them, but these people can't find them. Yeah. It makes you wonder, doesn't it? Yeah. So, uh, you know, all, all I'm saying is, again, if you have not seen one with your own two eyes, stop trying to call yourself an expert because if you haven't if you haven't gone out and seen one and had the shock of seeing one uh, with your own two eyes, um, you don't have no idea what it's like. Because let me tell you something: once you've seen one, you're in a whole different ball game than people who have not seen one. Because until you see one with your own two eyes, you have no idea what the potential is for uh, harm, overwhelmness of another species. Let's, let's just say you saw a UFO come down and you saw a green man get out of it uh, and it had a ray gun and it, it pointed it at you and, 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 and disintegrated your clothes off your body while you're standing there looking at it. Okay, that will put you in a different category than everybody else on the planet, right? Nobody else could be able to say that they experienced what you experienced. Everybody that has seen a Sasquatch for real, everyone can attest to the same thing. I was shocked. I was confused. I was amazed. And I feared for my life all at the same time. You lucky you got away from there without, you know, the minute you see it, you know, this thing is too powerful for a human being to sit there toe to toe. There is no comparison. There is no, um, well, let's see if we can sit here and reason with them. You forget it. Forget it. You're on a completely different level of understanding, uh, of experience, of sight and sound and 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 um, uh, uh, understanding than anybody else that has not seen one. Because until they've seen one, you can sit there and talk to you blue in the face, and everything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's curious. But until they've seen one, they don't understand what you're talking about. They don't understand your premise. They don't understand where you're coming from. They don't understand the, the, the urgency that you know that if you do come in contact with one, there's only a 50-50 chance that you're going to get out of there. Because if this thing gets your scent and it doesn't like you, you can't even outrun it. You couldn't get back to the car fast enough before this thing is on you and your head is twisted around like a bottle top. You ain't got but a half a second to survive, if this thing is one of those aggressive beasts and it don't like your scent, you ain't got but a half a second to live. Because once it sees you and it says, nope, you're going to die, that's it, you're gone. So you, you, you and, and I think that the people that have come up missing, some of them, um, got in that situation, they couldn't, they couldn't get out of it. Now, look at the situation where um, they found this woman's body at the foot of a cliff over in, uh, Oh, shoot. I was listening to a story the other night, not too long ago. Um, and they found the woman's, the woman's body. She, she was a 72, I think she was a 72 year old woman, experienced hiker or something. She was anyway, she knew what she was doing and her, they, but they found her body uh, at the bottom of, uh, some, uh, cliff and the body had been drugged all over the place. Um, it was suspicious circumstances and they said that the body had been, thrown out beyond it didn't just fall down a cliff and roll down the hill something took it and threw it clean over there and then it went down because it, it wouldn't have just rolled down a hill and then went all the way over there 
So whatever threw the body had to have thrown it extremely far. Now, let's come back to the fact that in Canada, you have found trees, trees now, pulled up out of the root, turned upside down, and then stuck back into the ground with the root sticking up in the air. Are you going to tell me that somebody went over there in those woods with some type of backhoe or tractor and did that and then left it there and then went back five years later to see uh, there, there's something weird over here? No. These are areas where can't no machinery get to. So that right there alone is your proof that there is something. It ain't a bear. Bears don't do that. There is nothing on this planet that can take a tree up out of the root, out of the ground, and then turn it upside down and stab it back into the ground like that. Nothing. Nothing. Nothing human. Nothing um, mechanical. Nothing does that. Now, the fact that, that you got plenty of cases, photographs of these trees stuck in the ground like this with the roots sticking up in the air lets you know that there is something out there that is extremely powerful, all right, has the ability to grab onto something with two hands and pull it up out of the ground. Now, if that's not enough for you to say, hey, yes, there is some type of cryptid hominoid that exists, I don't know what else you need. No, I agree with you. And I think there's even one in Alaska that's like that, where the trees are, are torn out, basically turned around and slammed back into the ground. So you're right. There is a lot of evidence. And, you know, it, it's a mystery. It's something I hope that we can solve. And I don't know if we'll ever solve it. But you're right. There is a lot. It, it's sure odd to me. There's a lot of people out there looking and those people don't find it. But it's always a person that uh, is driving and they almost hit the damn thing or they... Uh, they're out hiking and they run into it or they're out hunting. Some of it might be luck, but I think if you're out there looking all the time and you're out there in the woods all the time and, and proclaim yourself to be an expert or proclaim yourself to be a researcher, well, you better have some evidence. You better have something to show for it. Otherwise, you're just a camper. You're just a hiker. Uh, exactly. and you, might, you might be looking for Bigfoot. And I think that's how most researchers are. I mean, I've been out with most of them and they want to sit around the fire and drink beer. And, hey, I'm OK with that. But don't call that research. You know what no. I mean? We're sitting around a beer drinking. No. A, we're sitting around a fire drinking a beer. Well, it's not research. No, it's not research. You, you, you asked me a minute ago, how would I prove that these things exist? Okay. Just ask yourself one question. What could do what these things do if they don't exist? Is there anything else on the planet that could do what these, these things do? Is there anything else on the planet that can rip a tree out by the root? Do you know how much strength it takes to do that? Yeah, there's nothing on the planet that can do that. There's period. nothing on the What more evidence do you need? If you wanted to, if they wanted to prove that the silverback gorilla, whatever that thing is over in the Congo, existed, nobody believed that it existed for 100 years. And all of a sudden, somebody went over there and, and they, found, they found a thing. Uh, and now they know that, that they exist. All right? But what, did they, what evidence they had before they fi had found out by eyewitness accounts that it exists and could take photographs of it? What evidence did they have? They had the folklore, they had the legends, and they had the evidence of um, uh, uh, something that was eating on the uh, vegetation, the, the, the giant bamboo uh, uh, sticks or whatever, and it, it didn't leave marks like a regular uh, a wolf or, 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 or tiger or whatever animal. 
It was something that was breaking them off, stripping them down, and eating them. Okay? That's your evidence. So they knew it was something there. Same thing here. There is nothing else on this planet that can pull a tree up by the root and would even have the inclination to, to stab it back in the ground. Now, like I said, at some point you have to stop being simple-minded, your research experts. You have to stop being simple-minded and say, okay, well, look, uh, now nothing else can do this. There's no wild animal that can do it. A moose can't do it. A bear won't do it. A human being doesn't have the strength to do it, but it's happening. And we've got evidence. We've got photographs of these things. So there's something there that did. So that puts it in the category of unknown species, but it is a species. Something is doing this and is not human. So that right there is the premise. If you've got evidence, I would take a photograph of a tree like that. Okay. Then take that to over here to your, um, uh, your forensic specialist and said, okay, you got this, we got a photograph of a tree that weighs about two tons, something pulled it out of the ground and stuck it back in the ground. There are a bunch of big old footprints around the base where the tree is. We got photographs of them, made plastic cast. I want you to look at them and tell me, uh, the people uh, is the thing that had made these footprints, the same thing that pulled that tree out of the ground. All right. I guarantee you, Whatever forensic specialist you got is going to say, well, based on the impressions in the ground and the dermal ridges, it's actually a hominoid that probably weighs this amount of uh, weight. And with it weighing 11, 1,200 pounds, it probably is this high and has enough muscle power on it to pull this tree out of the ground. All right. But whatever it is, anything that has enough strength to pull a tree out of the ground by the roots, okay, is not human, it's not a bear, there's nothing else that walks this planet that's big enough and strong enough to do it. That means that leaves it in a category all by itself, all right? But whatever it is, it has to have an opposing thumb, it has to have a hand, it has to uh, have enough strength to pull this thing up out of the ground by grabbing it and pulling it up. That's, so that means it does exist. Now, if that is not enough evidence, for you to admit that a species exists that is capable of doing this and you got the evidence right there in front of you, then you're in denial. I'm sorry, but you just, you absolutely are in denial. Now you can say that, well, somebody went over there on this island where there's no, you know, only boats can get over here. There's no heavy equipment. There's no tractors. There's nothing. And, um, but, uh, it, w it was some type of anomaly, uh, weather anomaly, that the wind blew it over and blew it out, and then wind came again another day and blew it back in its own hole. Okay, all right. If you're that hokey and, and simple-minded, then, 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 then good luck to you when that thing uh, comes in. Uh, good, good thing if it ever I – wish, I wish you the best if it ever grabs your scent, okay? So, but it's obviously um, – we've used less evidence to prove uh, – uh, approve of uh, ant species or, or, or spider species, or we've let use less evidence than that to prove that a certain types of uh, bats exist, vampire bats, uh, goat bats, whatever, you know, but we got all this evidence, but we still don't want to admit that there's something. Here's the thing. We don't want to admit that there's something more powerful than we are. 
smarter than we are, more elusive than we are, can hide from us in plain sight, and we're not we're not sophisticated enough to get it. We as human beings are so arrogant, we don't admit that there is something out there that can outsmart us, that can hide in plain sight, we can't see it. It's stronger than we are, and it's faster than we are, but it's primitive. That's our problem. Yeah, no, I tend to agree with you. I really enjoy talking to you, Dallas. I, I think you're okay. right on with a lot of what you're saying. I mean, I really do. I um, and you're right. I mean, little stuff like that, you can look at that and go, "Well, that you know, if you can't accept that, I don't know what to tell you," because there's no ex- no other explanation for it. There's none. Um, there's an old saying that what you know, if you do the process of elimination, whatever you're left with has got to be the answer. Yeah, and you've you've eliminated everything else. There's nothing else left. Other than it's some type of giant hominoid that is extremely powerful, extremely strong, very fast, and very stealthy, and we can't catch it. And that's the best way to put it in very simple terms. You're absolutely right in everything you just said. Uh, I mean, it's frustrating, though, isn't it? Isn't it frustrating that we haven't been able to find the answer to it yet? Well, you know, some things, um, it's kind of like, you know, sharks in the ocean. You can't get rid of them, but you know to tell people, hey, don't go over there near Madagascar and fish off a fishing boat because they got some big-ass sharks over there. Stay away from that area because if you fall overboard, you're not going to get back, all right? Um, Some things, you know, in nature, we don't have any business trying to control it. They didn't believe that there was a giant squid until some Japanese guy sent a camera down off in the water and the thing grabbed its camera and it sent up a signal, uh, a picture signal, and the thing was damn near 30 feet, big, 30 feet long, okay? We don't want to admit that there are things out there that we don't have no business bothering. And unfortunately, we want to control everything that we know exists. And some things we just don't have any business trying to control. We don't have any business trying to go in this area. There are just some parts of the, 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 the woods or the forest that we don't belong there. These things are letting us know we don't belong there. That's what they habitat, and it's best to stay away from there. Go find another part of the park to play in, but leave this place over here alone because these things over here, you can't get rid of them. You can't beat them. You can't outrun them. Leave them alone. Just stay away from them and just tell everybody, stay away. Just quarantine it off if you have to, but stay away from this area. Okay? We can't control everything. There are some things that God created in nature that we just can't control. And when we realize that, we have to admit to ourselves, leave it alone. All right? There's just some things you just have to just leave them alone. You can't control them. You can't stop them. Uh, just, just, just stay away from them, okay? And you're much better off if you just, if you just stay out of that area, and and leave these, leave these, leave these people alone. You know, I, I saw a video of a guy, these two boys in Russia, uh, somewhere in Russia. There was some creature that was hopping sideways, kind of like a lemur monkey. Ever seen a lemur monkey? It hops sideways, yeah. okay. This thing was hopping sideways. When it hopped up and it got a really clear shot of it, its arm length was longer than the height of its body, okay? That's why I kind of agree with Dr. Melba Ketchum's um, DNA evidence that says it's some 
cousin to the lemur monkey that made it with a Neanderthal. That's why I'm leaning that way because the thing, this thing is obviously a Sasquatch. But when it hopped and it spread its arms out, you could see the distance of its arms is just incredible. And so, but the fact that it was hopping sideways like that, tends, you know, it tends to lean some credibility that her findings were pretty much, you know, they're pretty close. You know, they're pretty close. Now, I can't go back 3,000 years ago and tell you what happened. All I can do is tell you that if the, ev- the DNA evidence says that this is something that, that, that probably happened, this is what it is, it's a, it's a cross between this and that, and it probably happened back at the time when these monkeys were a lot bigger than what they are now, uh, it's possible that, yes, they can grow to, 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 to seven, eight, nine feet tall. Now, you account that with the eyewitness reports that you have on your show of people that say they're extremely, extremely tall, eight, nine, uh, seven, eight, nine feet tall. You got all the evidence you need right there to put two and two together. I mean, you don't really need anything else. Now, I don't know of anybody that's, that, 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 that's going to come on, uh, and, um, come on your show and say, uh, yeah, they're just normal people like everybody else. No, these things are damn near huge. They're, they're monsters. They're big, extremely tall. Now, like I said, I'm part of the group that has actually seen one. And I know the damn thing is is over nine feet tall. I saw it twice. So nobody can tell me that, uh, uh, you know, these things are, uh, you know, just some gorilla got loose from a zoo. Uh, when the zoo came in town and it, and, it, and it escaped off the train and now it's out there in the woods in East Texas floating around. I don't think so. Mm-mm. No, 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 not, not, I'm not buying it. I'm, I'm not buying it. Now, like I said, w- once you've seen one, I don't know if you've ever seen one, Wes, but once you've seen one, you know there is no explanation other than it is a creature. When you see it for yourself, yeah, you right. will know. Everybody else that wants to come up with an excuse that is this or that or is that or this, once you've seen one with your own eyes, all that is thrown out the window because you know there is no uh, a, a, a biological um, explanation that can say, well, that is this. No, this is a creature that, 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 for whatever reason, it's something very different. It's something very different, and it defies the logic of human understanding. Once you see it yourself, then you'll know what I'm talking about. Then you'll understand that this is in a completely different region. It's it's like you know how to play football. You never played basketball a day in your life, and you're going out there. Uh, uh, at the Toyota Center, and or, or, or the um, you know uh, or the um, what is that uh, the Madison Square Garden? You're going to play basketball with the uh, uh, with the with the uh, with the with the Giants or whatever, or, or the uh, uh, um, at the Garden. You're going to play basketball uh, uh, with the basket professional basketball team, and you've never played basketball day. You're in a completely different arena, completely different. You you can, can forget about. Uh, 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 people that have uh, claimed to have uh, 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 shot one, but they don't know what a body is. You can forget about people that, well, I, 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 I saw one, but 
um, advantage. I, I, I don't know. I, I really don't know what I was looking at. They didn't really see one. When you see one, you'll know you're looking at something that is out of the scope of you trying to grab it, control it, understand it, watch it, sit up, keep it, sit down and have a conversation. Forget it, man. You're in a completely different arena. Yeah, you're Forget right. about it. And and I don't mean to cut you, you off, go. Dallas, but you're right mm-hmm. because – and that's where all that emotion comes from. You know, I have seen them before, and that's where that fear, confusion, um, awe, and – I mean, there's like 50 emotions that hit you when you see these things. I mean, it's just – right. I, I guess it all can be ramp, ramped up to uh, saying like shock. I guess, you know, you could all put it in one word and say shock. But there is confusion. There's fear. There's – uh, almost every emotion in the book you get all at once when you actually see these things. And I can't say that's really true when you see a cougar. I can't really say that's true when you see a bear. You might be scared, yeah. but it's a different type of emotion when you actually run into these things. And it's odd, man. It's very odd. I'll have to have you back on the show, Dallas. I love having sure. you on. I, I really um, I love your input. I loved your encounters. Would you come back to the show? I know the audience is probably going to want you back on. I, I, I would love to. I haven't told you half the stuff that I've even seen. Um, I've told you about the two encounters, but I haven't told you about. I did go back out there when I after I was an adult. I, I went back out there. I haven't even told you about that stuff yet. I, I, I didn't want to say anything. Uh, I, I don't want to talk about. I didn't want to talk about it right now because I didn't want to cloud the issue. But yeah, I went back out there, and it it it, it it's fascinating what I saw. Well, I will have you back. That's for sure. And thank you so much for coming on. I've really enjoyed talking to you. You're welcome. You're welcome. My my only concern is safety for the people, okay? I'm not trying to pass judgment on anybody, but I don't want anybody else to lose their children. Yeah, well, I appreciate it. I can't disagree with anything you just said. You're welcome, bro. I appreciate it. Thanks, Dallas. And that's it for tonight, everyone. Remember, if you've had an encounter, shoot me an email. My email address is wes at sasquatchchronicles.com. I will see the members back on Sunday with a desert Sasquatch encounter from Arizona. I hope to see all of you there. Until next time, everyone. 